There's only one way to start this episode. It's never in a vacuum. Nothing is in a vacuum. <laughs> Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. And I am FF Larry Monkey, and I'm joined by Run DFF Justin Rogers. What's up, Justin? How's it going? Man, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, boy, do I got a fever tonight, man. I, I didn't want to come on because I'm feeling very hot. I'm very warm. I don't know if I got the coronavirus or what, or I think it's my fever. But- is it a fever from corona? That beer you're drinking or what? I think it might be this, this Corona that I'm drinking right now, but I, I really think it's because of this guest we got on tonight, the feverish one, Michael Fanaro. What's up, Mr. Aardvark TV? It's never in a vacuum! <laughs> Nothing's in a vacuum! <laughs> never! What's guys, up, dude? You guys pre-record that, or did I do that live just now? I guess you have to go on YouTube to find out. That's a drop, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying That's to a- give everybody that drop. I don't know. Yeah, so Swags, my co-host, uh, deemed me the feverish Fenero, and we're on Rookie Fever, so it made a whole lot of sense, and it seems to uh, work a little better than Aardvark TV, which has nothing to do with fantasy football, right? <laughs> it could. Everyone, everyone's got the FF, right? We were talking about that on Open Bar. Everyone's got an FF. We got a, we got a, we got a run DFF. We got an FF Larry Monkey, and we have Aardvark TV. Yep. Hey, you know what? You want to stand out. You want to be original. And guess, you know, it wasn't hard for me to forget that. It's Aardvark, Aardvark there TV. You go. There you go. Yeah. It's my business handle that I procured uh, years ago. Uh, I thought I thought uh, my video production company was going to need a Twitter handle. And uh, my video production company's name is Aardvark Video Works. So I went with Aardvark TV. And uh, yeah, I just took it over. And then before you know it, like you said, Aardvark is a hard thing to forget like some of those other names and twitter handles this they all kind of start to sound the same but yeah so anyway thanks for having me guys this is uh this is gonna be fun i mean swags was on here not too long ago and said it's a blast so i'm looking forward to it yeah baby it's it, we're pumped to have you i guess it's a perfect time to have finaro on with us because i'm actually in a charity it's it's charity draft season right now you know i mean it seems like charity draft season starts right after the draft the nfl draft and uh we've all been in a bunch i'm currently in two right now now, one is the FF Down Under Bowl. Yep, and yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of us in that. I did yep. the Warrior Bowl. I did the Hunger Bowl. That, in that, that too. <laughs> there you go. We're kind of towards the end of it. It's the Rookie Fever, Rookie Only Best Ball Draft. Yeah. Which is amazing because it's, I mean, because everyone knows how much I love rookies. So I was kind of off the grid for a week. I I got home Saturday. I'm on and I jump on Twitter and I and Swags posts. Uh, we have one spot left in the Rookie Fever charity best ball. And I was like, yep. oh shit, I want it. And then I sent him a D, I, I, I DM'd him. I was like, yo, man, let me get that spot. And then boom, I'm in. It's like the last guy. And I was like, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. I love rookies and I love drafts and best ball is even better because I don't have to pay attention to it. The Rookie Fever, Rookie Only Draft. And then, so then it's the randomizer. Oh, Sw- yeah. Swag does the 100 the yard rush, I guess. Yeah, 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 app, yeah. Which will randomize the draft order. And it's cool. You click on the link and it has it has all these like little, little mini football guys and they're running across the field yeah. and the guy and then and it's your name Wh- whoever finishes that's how it, the draft order is determined whoever crosses the finish line first second third fourth fifth and so on so the first time so i click on it and i'm like oh cool i got the second pick oh this is pretty cool let me let me do it again i click on it again and i'm like now i have the 11th pick and i'm like well what the heck kind of a randomizer is this <laughs> and then everyone's just yeah. like hey, so swags is like i mean He's like, all right, well, I'm just going to do one, and this will be the one. You know, right. and I think that's how it went down. Anyway, I ended up with the 12th exactly. pick. 
<laughs> I ended up with the 12th pick, and I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, oh, man, all right, let's go, man. I, I'm, you know, I know my rookies. Let's fucking hit this, man. And and it's tough, man. You, where, where was your yeah. spot? Where was your spot, Fanero? Um, so I got the number five spot, uh, which I liked because, like, to me, I think somebody in the chat said that, you know, the 101 and Joe Burrow was kind of a cheat code. And honestly, it, it pretty much is <laughs> like if you look if you look at it now, like a quarterback, just like any format's going to score more. Even a bad quarterback's going to score more than than most fantasy players. And you have you have a bunch of rookies, right? So right. rookie mm-hmm. rookies aren't going to get that opportunity that most players get. On top of that, Burrow is going to be in there from day one, scoring quarterback points against all of us in the super flex spot, while none of us have any quarterback. It's a little slanted that way. But then after that, the next tier of people who have a shot, I think, are the people that have your your Swift, your Taylor, you know, those those stud running backs. I think that's probably the next tier of people that are going to get a point jump. And then of course, you know. You go uh, your CD Lamb, your you know your Jerry Judy's, maybe something in there where you're you're hoping that you get the volume that uh, at least at a rookie level can can take you at that position above other people. But you only have to start one running back and one wide receiver. That's the trick, right? Right, right. So that being said, I looked at it as this: I was like, okay, I have to hit on my first guy, the twelfth pick, which is you know my, yeah. that's after everybody. Yeah. And so my philosophy was, all right, I have to hit on the first two and then get lucky yep. with one of them. Cause you only have to start, uh, it takes four, it's four starters, right? Four, only starters, correct. four, four starters. Yep. And it's a seven round draft. Yep. So, uh, I was like, okay, I have to hit on my first two and then get lucky with a third in order to kind of stay afloat in this league. That's how I, that's how I looked at it. I had the 12th and 13th pick. So that afforded me something. Now also I took into account that you have to start a running back and a wide receiver. It's zero, it's zero to one quarterback and zero to one tight end or whatever. Correct. Yep. So, so I went, so CD Lamb fell to me at 12 and then 13, I strategically went Antonio Gibson only because he was the, the, I guess the top running back left on the board. And I needed to fill that spot. I thought about maybe a different wide receiver or whatever, but I was like, okay, I need to, I want to have a consistent running back. I mean, who knows? He's a rookie running back. Who knows if he'll, if he'll have any type of consistency, but so I went with those, those are my first two picks. And then it was just basically like roll the dice, best of value. Like, what do you, what do you think? Who, like, who's going to get the most touches? Like who has the path to targets or the path to touches, you know, the, the easiest path. So Finero, so he went with his first two picks, he went swift. He locked in the running back right there, and then with his second pick, he went Pittman. And so you got Pittman on the back, like what two twentieth? Uh, oh, yeah, the two oh eight, the twentieth overall pick. That's a really nice value there. Well, let me ask you guys, uh, especially uh, being a Jets fan, um, in well, at least one Jets fan. I was really struggling. Let's see, let's see how much I was struggling. I took nineteen whole minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> During the 19 minutes, it was between two players and two players only, and it oh, was yeah. it was Mims and mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was Mims. I own a, a shit ton of Mims. Um, uh, him and Brian Edwards, I own almost everywhere. It's crazy how much. If I don't own right. Mims, I own Brian Edwards. If I don't own Brian, I own Mims, and in a couple places, I own them both because I had a couple seconds. But uh, big, 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 big fan of both of those guys because of where they were and where you could get them and what I think they can do. So for me, I really struggled because in my rankings, Mims was above Pittman. 
But at the same time, I just looked at it closer and closer. I'm like, Pittman's just in a really great situation just because he doesn't really have anybody on his team that does what he does, right? Mm -hmm. You have Hilton, and then behind Hilton is kind of Paris, and we don't even know what we have out of Paris. So Paris could be considered kind of like, I mean, is it Paris or Pittman at this point? We don't know. Um, and so for me, Pittman is just that 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 dude, I think, that 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 could just carve out a role instantly where I'm just a little more concerned with Mims. Uh, the more I've been talking with two drink, I know two drinks like all over Crowder this year. Right. And, and I feel like I'm overlooking some of those jets. Um, and I think my, I think I'm, I'm I, my hopeful, my hopeful, a lot of us, a lot of us do wishful thinking too often where we, where we wish something to happen. And we're, we're, that's why we, that's why we get upset after one year. Right. And that's why, you know, Nikhil Harry's nobody after one year, which is just wrong. Like it's one year you have to wait. And um, so for something like Mims, for me, uh, it was interesting in this format that I made a choice this year that was against what I think I would have done in any sort of ranking or and ranking for 2020. I'm, I'm including I'm not trying to like hide behind Dynasty here. Like I literally believe for the most part before this pick that they were neck and neck, but that Mims was higher Pittman. And I didn't do that in this draft. I picked Pittman over Mims. I would have taken Pittman as well. And no one's a bigger Mims fan than this podcast. But Mims has had a hamstring for the most part. He yeah. hasn't practiced in a few weeks. He just yeah. started running on the side today. So on-the-job training hasn't been there. Yeah. But you're right, Larry. You nailed it. I mean, these players, rookies, rookies in particular, have already missed significant time. Yeah. So to miss time in this consolidated period is sucks. But I mean, with this <laughs> with this shortened pre or zero preseason, yeah, Mims is. I, I mean, I love him and Pittman. I think they're like 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 you said. I think they're right, neck and neck right there. Sure. Um, and I think Pittman's in a better situation as far as quarterback goes. I don't, and I'm not saying that I like Rivers more than Darnold. I just think there'll be more volume. And at least it's not Adam Gase coaching. There you go. So, so. I could I could totally see Rivers throwing another forty five hundred yards and twenty touchdowns. And I don't know that I see Darnold putting forty five hundred yards up unless unless Gase gets fired about three games in and they bring in someone who doesn't suck. I do like Darnold a lot. So I had the last pick in this draft. It's at the seven ten right now. I have the seven twelve. Holy shit. So. Seven rounds of rookies? Yeah, baby. So I have, so I have one last pick. I mean, yeah, like it, we're in like alphabetical uh, players to draft right now. You know, when you get, when you're, when you're on your MFL, it's like alphabetical now. I mean, Raymond Calais is the highest. AD, that's the only guy that has an ADP right now. Everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta scroll back into my into my rookie rankings to see who I might have at the bottom that you could even. That is. I mean, the only guy that that resonates with me only because I'm in a, a Devi league that I own. This guy is Tyree Cleveland, and he was drafted. He was the third wide receiver drafted by Denver uh, this year, and he's actually flashed and he's been very consistent in the preseason. Like if he was if he was doing what he was doing for Denver on the Jets, they would be raving about this guy. But because he was, you know, you already have Cortland Sutton. Then they drafted Hamler, Judy and Hamler. Uh, Tyree is like, you know, they're, and, you know, and then you read up on these guys and they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's fighting for a special team spot. And so you're like, oh, you don't, I mean. Has has Jason Huntley went off the board? Huntley, yeah. Yeah, I don't see him. I Tyler see Tyler. Huntley. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's there. He's a quarterback for Baltimore. In case you want to uh, get, <laughs> Put Jason Huntley on your list. He's, he's a little scat back that. That uh, Detroit took in the fifth. So as as many injuries as Carry On Johnson has constantly. Who, 
who's backing up the who's backing up Darnold right now? Oh gee. <laughs> Do we know more than the cardboard figure they put out there last year? Well, they drafted a quarterback. Why don't you just put him on your squad? James Morgan, fourth rounder. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually considering it, but I, I just don't I just don't want to see Darnold getting hurt. So I don't I'm like, I don't even want to hear, I hear that. Well, you know what then? Look at it this way. You're never gonna start whoever you pick anyway. So mm-hmm. Put him on your squad. That's insurance that Darnold won't ever get hurt. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're never going to get to start James Morgan. That's why I did not take – who is it? I think Swags took him. Jacob Eason with the six, with yeah. the 65th overall pick. Swags yep. went Jacob Eason, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. I, I had the 60th and 61st pick, and I was pondering taking Eason, but I was like, ah, I'm like, he's the third. I mean, maybe he'll get a shot. He's the third quarterback on, on Indy. I don't know. I'd rather take a stab at somebody that might – get in the mix i mean i don't even know if you guys can't return yardage in this in this in this league but we don't i think yeah, we should have i think we should have in hindsight yeah i really you. think so that's, that's how rookies how, that's how rookies get into the yeah game. i re- i think this is our inaugural season of this and we yeah. know we're already going to do it again and larry i'm so glad you got in last minute when i saw you pop in there i was ah, dude, i was I super was excited about that but i'd be i'd be campaigning for a third round reversal next year yeah as well. oh hell yeah because i third i round reversal, I, in this situation, if you're yeah. going straight snake, it's like 12, 13 uh, if you're on the turn. And then, my goodness, by the time you're getting back, it's guys it, that you don't even it's care It's rough, about. yeah. You're yeah. late second, early third rounders. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to – I mean, it's not even worth run, running through the guys that are available. We'll just wait. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'm just going to cut it out anyway because who cares? <laughs> but, I mean, I was curious. I mean, I was pondering – and this is interesting. It might, it'll tie into just something I'll bring up. The David Montgomery injury. Right. Uh, today, uh, he walked off with what originally thought – I mean, everybody was like, oh, my God, it's an ACL or it's an Achilles, this, that. And it turned out to be like a, a groin pull. Or groin strain, or strain, not even a pull. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows how long that'll last? Those are nagging. I mean, you're gonna. You, I mean, you can't do nothing with it when it comes to a groin. I mean, Justin, you're a runner. Have you ever had a groin pull? Yeah, actually, I have. I pulled a groin running the steeplechase and ran a 10k afterward. It was miserable, but uh, you know, I didn't have to do the same movement. But yeah, it's it sucks. I played soccer in high school and I pulled a groin and I basically I missed the whole season basically. And I was I was a midfielder and they tried to get me back on the field and just put me on defense and it, it just wasn't the same. It's 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 a rest. It's an injury that you just you can't do anything. You just have to rest and let it heal on yeah. its own. There's really not much you can do about it. Yeah, so fortunately, it happened for me in the last meet of the year. So it was a conference championships and I, I finished that meet and then was like my 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 groin is toast. Right. So one of the guys I was looking at in this draft when it was my pick was Artivis Pierce, who's a, run- a yeah. Chicago undrafted running back, as I spilled beer all over myself. I mean, they literally have nothing behind Montgomery and Cohen. And I'm not sure we should count Cohen anyway. After that, Cohen. Yeah. So Outhouse ended up picking him today at 20 after two. Oh. So right after the injury. <laughs> so yeah. he ended up. Everything. So way to go, Dynasty Outhouse. He took Artivis Pierce, who may or may not even make the team, but he has a better chance now than he did yesterday. Right. Uh, so I mean, that's pretty much all we need to talk, discuss about David Montgomery. Well, I looked at your, I looked at your, um, in, in our little group chat for this uh, podcast, and you, you listed the the free agents. I, I'm not gonna lie, and it's probably happened. It's probably happened to each of you too, and maybe more than one time in this off season, even, but. The, the name Freeman keeps coming up in my head. I just uh, I look at that list that you had there, and I'll try yeah. to call it up real quick because obviously your listeners it. don't have it. it. 
but it's it's, gross. it's it's gross, right? It's really, really gross. And I mean, literally, it's probably the only name that I can project someone will sign on that right. whole thing. And if anybody wants to look it up, it's Shefty put it out today. It's unsigned yeah. free agents include. It's Devontae Freeman, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, then it drops to Robert Turbin. I mean, granted, I think even from Freeman, the Lynch is a drop, but then to Turbin, Jeremy Hill, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There is not bad. much out there. It is slim pickings. Yep. For yeah. anybody who's a running back. But I think what that means is that you might end up seeing a Marlon Mack or a Royce Freeman get sure. moved or, sure. you know, something like that, where sure. teams might want that fifth or sixth rounder and they can get something for a player that they have already moved on from. You know, yeah. at least and they'll be scanning the waiver wire also. You know, there'll be guys that are getting they'll you know that are on the practice squad they can sign off of. So I mean there'll be plenty, there'll be some running backs that, that you'll you'll see some weird names pop up for them. I, I'm sure if he misses any yeah. so, you know, we we run through so much bullshit on this podcast. We touch on some things, whatever, but I mean I was hoping we might talk a little bit more deep a little deeper into actual fantasy football in this episode simply because it's redraft season. Everybody is back into it. You know, even the, you know, we're, we're wrapped into this year round. It doesn't matter what month it is, what week it is. We're, we're locked in, but there are people that disappear for months at a time and then come back in August. And uh, it's kind of getting hot now. And if you can find, I, I mean, I think there's an opportunity now to, to make some moves in your leagues and it's happened in our, in our HQ1 league this week uh, got a couple trades going simply because people were they're checking their rosters and seeing what's going on. So I was wondering if anybody had any buys and sells and uh, and maybe one sleeper that you're throwing in, like you're making a putting a trade together. You don't want to just trade for this one guy. You don't want to give a fourth rounder for whatever. But is there a guy out there that you're throwing in on the back end of a trade as your third rounder? You know, instead of a pick, you're like, oh, let me get this player and see if they'll add him in. You know, obviously something insignificant, but you're hoping has a shot. And when 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 Justin references our HQ one league, that's a Dynasty Trades HQ listener league. The OG league. It's the OG sixteen team super flex PPR tight end premium yada yada yada. Hot mess. Unlimited guys that are left in our in the in the rookie fever draft. Those guys are taken in the HQ league. Yeah, (laughs) I went to look for Artavis. Now he's he's rostered. Like now, it's it's thirty five man rosters with a ten man taxi and a five man IR. Fifty players on each team can be rostered. What happened to that Chark jersey he gave away? Oh, who got the Chark jersey? Oh, that was right. People, people champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Dwight got the the jersey. Yeah, let me sure. let me let me ask you guys a a, a a chark trade that I made recently. I won't tell you what side yeah. I'm on. I won't tell you what side, but I want you to tell me which side you yeah. want. I labored over this for this decision for about three days. Oh, wow. uh, a couple pieces shifted in and out of it, but we wound up going back to the original kind of thing. So here it is, um, chark. Or a 20, 2021 first, a 2021 third, and AJ Dillon. What's the give me give me the um there you go. Nothing's in a vacuum. There you go. <laughs> Nothing's in a vacuum. You can't answer that question without asking another question. It's never <laughs> never. <laughs> All right, what do you want to know? League uh league size, yeah, uh size. scoring. All right. size. So it's uh it's 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 an older league. Uh, so it's standard. I'm talking non PPR. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
It's non PPR. <laughs> yeah, Larry, Larry threw up a little bit in his mouth. Um, 12, Twelve team uh, dynasty oh, non super flex. Nice. Show me an icy Corona for those of you who can't see it. Yes. Um, non super flex, non tight end premium. Okay. Like the most care. vanilla of you're this is like the most vanilla of vanilla leagues. I'm in a similar one except with PPR, but. Uh, I mean, mean, hold on a second. So, so when you win, it's like you win your matchup. Like it's like it's like forty-seven to (laughs) thirty-four. Now the good teams still score between ninety and a hundred. But kicker and D, Mm -mm. no, (laughs) no kicker, no D. It's not that bad. I, I'm not that bad. Bad. I have to like kick you out of this out of the yeah yeah I'll, dude dude I, I rarely bring it up for that reason all right? I rarely <laughs> well, bring on, it up right. now that we've picked that now that we've ragged all of those things <laughs> what was the what was the deal again yeah deal Art. again deal again shark on one side on the other side a 2021 first third and AJ Dillon I think this is easy I don't it doesn't even matter. I think it's AJ Dillon in the first and the third. Hmm. Okay. And I'm not even a Dylan guy, but I just think that, especially in a standard league, how many man. starters? Eight. Oh gosh. Ooh. Then I'm going. This I think is, I this want. Is, I think I want. <laughs> Justin hates this league. I want. He's like, I don't want to talk about this trade. Yeah. But the, okay. the league okay. sucks. <laughs> the first league, the first dynasty league I joined a few years ago, is an eight starter single QB, no tight end premium. Vanilla as vanilla, but it is PPR. I took over a dumpster fire, and I, I got a team that's loaded with young superstar talent now. Every time Justin starts off, I hear this every time this guy talks about a league he's in. He's like, I took – it always starts out the same. I took over this dumpster fire. No, with like, my how many, how many, you take over there's these shitty teams, and you try to flip them all the time. And you're like that guy, man. <laughs> look, I crushed this one, okay? Look, I sent you the roster the other day. I mean, it's it's Tyreek. I traded for Julio. Uh, it's Miles Sanders, Dobbins, Swift. I mean, it's just – it's Kareem Hunt and Drake and Edmonds to back him up and wow. Chart and, and McLaurin. I mean, it's a lot of young talent. It was a it was a freaking mess. I mean, unless it was unless I know it's going to be a, a very early. I'm taking Chark in an eight starter league. I think eight starter league. Yeah, I don't think that Chark in an eight starter league is a big difference maker yeah. to me. I think I want to so, take the shot, especially in a standard where running backs are gonna are gonna crush wide receivers. I don't know. I like Chark because then you get to have Chark on your team. I mean, I like Chark. I just yeah. I don't know that I think I would take the first, third, and Dylan. I'm gonna give you even more context, okay? The team that owned Chark mm. also has Juju, Galladay, Boyd, Preston Williams, Rager, Cooks, Mims, and Edwards. No, All right, so you up. are the you are the shark owner, clearly. Correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dude. I own Mims and Edwards everywhere. <laughs> so you were the shark owner. Is that what we're hearing here? Yeah, it was very hard for me to give up shark, dude. Like it was, it was, it was yeah. a difficult thing. But I looked at it exactly the way Justin just said. I looked at it as team. There, there were wide receivers on this team, and Shark is absolutely um, a starter on that team. With those names I gave you, Mims, Rager, they're not starting this year. Not on that team. Juju is a risk right now. We don't really know if we're going to get wide receiver one numbers out of him. Chark was a wide receiver one in standard uh, last year. 
missing, yeah. I think, two games. So so for me, with quarterbacks playing in and out, like I, I, I Chark, Chark was tough to give up for that reason, but I think the margins were in my favor because um I I basically lost uh carry on Johnson pretty much is his values in the in the crapper. David Johnson I might get one more year out of. I do have Alvin I do have Alvin Kamara in that league. So that's a nice foundational piece. But AJ Dillon was a piece that that made a lot of sense. That was basically a first, a second, and a third for Chark. Right. Yeah. And that's no. how that's how I was thinking. Like that's just a lot, a lot of commodity there. Yep. I mean, and especially in a season like this one where we don't know, and as Scott Connor says, the variance, but we don't know what the variance is going to be. Dylan may end up with a significant role at some point in the season, at which point he's worth more than that yes. mid-late second that he that he cost during a rookie draft. Yep. So there's there's real opportunity for for value growth in the short term on that on that side of the deal. And in the sh- and in the short term, he has like tree chunks for legs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I could go either way with that with that trade. Uh, I mean, I love Chark, and I also love rookies. So, I mean, with the stack lineup you have already, I might. I mean, I would be I would I would be okay parting with Chark, knowing right. that, knowing that I have I easily have an next man up, right? And then I have the joy of being a part of of having an extra first round pick next year. Yeah, that's fun. Which is always awesome. Yeah, that's nothing gonna, better. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, Justin, you made a couple of trades. I made a trade. Justin's a big Atlanta Falcons fan, and he just did a, a trade that involved Julio Jones. Yeah, I took one a second ago. It was a. Uh, I gave up Odell, and I'm a big ODB fan. I, I like I like some Odell Beckham Jr. I actually owned him on every team at one point. I've been moving off of him slowly, but I gave up Odell in a third. And I got Julio and Tyler Higby. Again, it's that league. It's that eight starter, no tight end premium. But my tight end was like John U. Smith or whatever. I didn't really care. Uh, it's just another option. But what I wanted was to elevate my starting lineup for the next year or two because I've got so much young depth. I felt like that. I'm okay with that. You're, you're, I mean, number one, you're a Falcons fan. So you get your guy right there. I get to run around the house screaming Julio on Sundays. So mm-hmm. my wife will love me even more. And you also have, I mean, who knows what Hig- Higby, I, I guess, is an upgrade from John U. Smith. Who, I mean, who knows? I mean, he, the, he's, he actually has put up some numbers. John U. Smith only has a nice physique, really. Right. He, made one <laughs> nice, he made one nice catch last year. Everyone's all about him. He looks great. He looks great with a shirt off. I don't know. Where, where do you stand on this one, uh, Finero? Yeah, so I think I think Odell is an elite wide receiver. I think people are down on him this year for for all the right reasons. But one real glaring reason for me was the injuries that he that he had last season. Um, I think we're going to see a value bump, so I'm not moving him right now. Like I just, yeah, I re- I think he's inevitably going because of that name, right? He's gonna raise up just like Juju. Juju has a great season, and this is his this Juju's uh this is his year before he's a free agent. So so Juju's right. gonna most likely have that season that we're hoping he will, and his value will go back up to where it, not where it was, but close. And then now we have the situation with Odell and the similar situation where this value bump, I wouldn't want to get rid of Odell in this situation. So I would want to hold on to my Odell and my third. Um, and then I'm not a Higby guy. I'm just, um, I'm not that. I mean, I have a quote here from, from Everett himself. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Higby himself talking about Everett dudes, a playmaker. He can make plays. I expect the ball to go to him a lot. Right. Um, yeah. That that's coming from Higby. 
So, so, so for me, so, and if you look at their splits, like I think, I think Higby, uh, you know, clearly was a better, you know, in his five games was clearly better than Everett, but it's for me, like they're going to share the field together and now Higby can't be what Higby was. So I like John Newsmith just as much, if not more in that situation. So I don't feel like I have to do this at tight end. Julio, if you're a win now team, Julio makes me feel a lot better. Like if you're if you're going for it in 2020 because of that variance, because of everything, I have no doubt Julio is going to be a wide receiver one where I have to hope Odell is going to be. But you're giving up four years for 2020, four years of age. Yeah, that's kind of where I stood. Is I do want to go for it. So I I, yeah. I took this team over, built it up. I feel like now is my shot. And I mean, I, I do. I've already sold all of my. I got everything except my fourth rounder in the rookie draft next year. So, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm all in. And I don't really need those rookie picks because I've got five rookie picks each of the last two years. So I was able to load up on players. So. The real values in the, the real values in the seventh round. Yeah. Seventh round, dude. I'm I'm always going to be in this draft in in this rookie rookie fever draft. Cemented spot in this rookie fever best ball every year. Uh, You got it. You know what you're getting out of Julio. I mean, yeah, you do. I know. I know the touchdowns are up and down, but whatever, man. He, I mean, he's Julio. He's going to get you X amount of yards and X amount of catches every year. The thing with with OBJ, he's. I mean, he still hasn't. Of course, he's money. When was last time he's been money? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's been a while. This is the year. This is the year. Um, I, I'd love for this to be the year. Who who knows? So, I mean, I'm okay with that deal either way because of the expectations for OBJ, especially with now that they got rid of their terrible coach experiment. What was that guy's name again? A bad idea. So, hopefully they righted this ship. But, again, they're the Browns. So, most likely they haven't. Um, you also did another trade that involved Ronald Jones. Jones, 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 Jones. What up, bro, Joe? <laughs> All right. This is in this is in HQ1, the Dice Trades HQ1 listener league. Uh, okay, when did I get – I gave up the, the 113 for Rojo. Is that what I did? I got – so I had Ronald Jones. I actually – so I drafted Philip Lindsay when he was a rookie. In the in the HQ one uh, startup, which was in 2018, I drafted Philip Lindsay after watching him in preseason. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was a late round guy for me, and that's when he that's when he blew up. I flipped him for Ronald Jones. Then, so I had Ronald Jones, and then Rojo just turned into Rojo. So now I'm just like, "All right, I'm just gonna sit on him until something happens." But then, then I ended up flipping him this past season for to Justin for it was it was like the 113, 114, or something like that. So I got a first round. I got basically got a second round pick for him. First round pick in this league, but you know, basically a second round pick. Then you flipped him for a 2021 first. Yes, it's brilliant. All right, now here's the thing about this first rounder. All right, remember 16 team super flex. He's got two quarterbacks. I'm going to give you just a real quick. He's got two two starting quarterbacks, Stafford and Bridgewater. Not terrible in a 16 team. I actually traded that that I traded him Stafford. (laughs) <laughs> His best running back is James White. Oh wow! Or Naheem Hines. Yeah, wow. he needed a running back. Oh my his god! Best, he, he's got Odell, and then his, and Marquise Brown, and then his next and T. T. Y. Hilton, mm. and then he gets ugly. No, he's not so he's got a decent wide receiver core, 
And then he's hoping that he has something get tied in with Fanton Hawkinson. I think it's a top half of the draft uh, team. I think I'm, I think I'm looking you think at it. You think it's a top 10 first round pick? I think it's a top five or six first round pick. Okay. Even if it's a top 10, I think that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, once you get into 113, 114, you're talking about the Michael Pittmans and T. Higgins. And if I'm in the 108, 109, 110 range next year, I'm looking at, you know, Rondale Moore or Chuba Hubbard, probably right. something in that range. Because keep in mind, those three quarterbacks are going to be top five picks in this league. So that's going to push everything down because 16 team, like you just don't get quarterbacks late. So, right. yeah. Where are you on where are you on Rojo? Um like Yeah, so I I I like that that first side for sure. Um I have Rojo in a couple places. I obtained him. I did not draft him. But uh I just don't like how long it's taking Rojo. Uh I don't like I don't like his bricks for hands. I think he's a complimentary running back. I think that's what he's going to be and I think that uh Keyshawn Vaughn has has already disappointed in this in this limited uh off season that we're looking at. They're they're talking about maybe using him on special teams. Rojo was given a full opportunity last season, didn't really shine. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just going to draft a guy next season. Like I don't think either of these guys, I don't think they have their starting running back. I think they're going to do it a la Detroit and draft like a Swift type person. And and then we're not talking about either of these guys, to be quite honest. And I could be wrong. I could I, I shouldn't be judging Keyshawn Vaughn this early. Uh, Swags and I are on record uh, at, at putting him in with the Darrell Henderson type hype. Uh, it got out of hand, and uh, and he was being drafted in the late first round, early second in in most rookie drafts. So the, so to get a first, possibly now you're telling I was fine with the first when it was a first. Like if you're telling me it's a top half first, that's that's in that's absolutely uh, uh, the side I want for sure. It makes me actually both of these trades for different reasons because I like the other side of your first one, and I like your side in this one for both. <laughs> For different leagues, it makes me want to move Julio <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, whoa, if I if I can move on from Julio and get an Odell-type guy that says people are down on right now, I want that. And now Rojo, the leagues I have Rojo, and if I can get a first, I don't care if it's late, I'm doing that. Exactly. That's why I jumped. <laughs> I've got Rojo in the league, and I feel like I'm going to have to spam offers now. Like, any, any, any. <laughs> yeah. So this so this takes us to the the big boy trade I made in this league, the 16 teamer with Shane Manila. And let me let me get you guys take on this one. I traded Chad Henney for okay. a 2021 third. <laughs> 16 team. Who you got? Backup, maybe the backup for Patrick Mahomes. Man, you really got the heat on this one, Larry. <laughs> Golly. I, well, he, okay, so get it, check it out. So, uh, old school in our league actually sent me the trade for a 2021 fourth for Chad Henney. And I was like, dude, this isn't, I mean, this, it was almost like a smash except to get anything for this guy. And then I was like, you know what? This is a quarterback in a 16 team super flex. I'm like, you know what? Let me see what Shane, let me see if I can get something out of Shane. <laughs> so I sent him a, so I was like, just sent him a for a third rounder because third round picks, even in a 16 teamer, there, there are players there, you know, there, those, those rookies. I mean, what's the, what's the third round? In a 16 team, we're talking 16, yeah, 32, we're talking 48. Yeah, we're talking a top 50 pick. And 
you know, we're talking like a like a Prochet, Jordan Love went 49, Eno Benjamin went 47, KJ Hill, Jalen Hurts is in that range, James Robinson, uh, Albert O, Harrison Bryant, Michael Warren. You can, yeah. You can get you can get a a bench guy or a bye week guy. Whereas who gives a shit about Chad Henney? I mean, how long has that guy been in the league? And he's who how long has he done absolutely nothing in the league? Forever. No, so I'm with you. I'm with you. Get what you can while you can on any player like that. So I turned down, I turned down the, the 21 fourth, and I was just gonna I was just gonna spam 21 thirds out to everyone because and I didn't even didn't even consider it, it wasn't even entering my mind, but because I and this is this is a, a good idea for folks that don't uh, that are new to trading or new to dynasty or, and uh, don't know how to get the trades going. Somebody sends you a trade. Don't, I mean, it's okay to decline that trade and kind of just work yourself around that deal to get you something a little better from somebody else. Cause you, cause people, people value have different values on stuff. You know, what do you guys think? I just put a waiver uh, bid in for Chad Henney in another uh, HQ league. <laughs> are you in an HQ league? He uh what is it five four nice four four i'm in four nice Uh, it was my first auction believe it or not like i've never i've never done an auction before and i think i fucked it up i I feel like i I feel like i fucked it up like what's the gist of your team what's the gist of your team um so i went all in on adams and julio oh win now you want to win win uh you're i'm always that I'm oh always, really? I'm all, yeah. I'm always. I, I don't. I don't do startups. Hold on. I don't rookie, do start- hold on a second. I want to. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. the rookie fever guy yep. is the, is the win now guy in a He'll, startup. He's gonna have plenty of rookies on his team though. <laughs> rookies, okay. rookie, rookies are like I have very balanced rosters, both positionally and age wise. Um, it's just the way I do things. I I guess I'm not super. I'm not. I'm risk averse. Let's call it that. Uh. So I'm trying to pull up this team for you, but Adams, Adams was a big piece. Obviously, Julio was a big piece. I went Ceh, another nice. big piece. Right. Uh, if you guys brought up cells, that that's my number one cell. I've been trying to move him a little bit in this league because I think he Swag his value is yeah Swag that that value dude that value is so high. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to get at one point at one point like a, I want to say three four, three weeks ago I tried to get Rager and Dobbins for Ceh. Ooh, yes. I, I got laughed out the door. That uh, one did. Dude, I did something similar to that. I tried to get Rager and somebody for my CEH or whatever. Yeah, same thing. Laugh. And and then and then in any super flex, I make sure I have at least three starting quarterbacks. Um, so I have uh Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Cousins. Actually, that's it, the three. Because the other ones are like Mariota, like back up to car back you up. You might have fucked this up. Yeah, dude. You might have right. No, you didn't even you didn't even get to my tight ends. Hold on, this is tight, <laughs> this is tight end premium, but barely. It's like one point two five. But yeah. are, are you ready for my tight ends, dude? Yes. Okay. This is a, yeah. This I, I was thinking the same thing. Like who cares? Who cares? It's not tight end premium at one point two five. No, I I punted it so far. Where here's my starters: Jacob Hollister, ah. Trey Burton, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Sprinkle yeah. and James O'Sonnesy. Oh, Deion Yelder wasn't available. I, I have, I have, I have every, but I have every rookie, which doesn't mean much in this class. I own every single rookie tight end. I own Komet, uh, Asi Asi, and this is the one I do like Troutman. There you go. 
<laughs> so, so hold on. Let's 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 recap this. You went win now at wide receiver all in on Julio and Adam. And then you went, well, fuck it. Maybe some maybe one of these guys will hit in 2023 at the title. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't go over my running backs though. I mean, we all we did was CEH. I have more oh, running backs. So I, I also I also happen to have Dalvin Cook. Nice. Uh James Connor. And it starts to fall off a ledge after that. Oof. So, so who are you going to have to find to take over this orphan once all these? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't quit. I'm going to have to make this better. That's all. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have to hustle on. I well, think that, uh, that's why I got to move Ceh. I feel like I can get a lot for Ceh. I have I have enough running backs to get by this year. I move Ceh, and then I get out of the win. Now I'm not going to win this year. You know, it is a 16 teamer. No, so, 14. No, 14. It's 14. Is that 14? Hey, yeah. did you? So, have you been out uh, in Philly a lot? I mean, are you in Philadelphia, or are you like in a, like Allie in the? Me and my now wife were dating. Uh, we went to we went to a, we went to see the the Fleet Foxes at, down in Philadelphia, and we spent the day in Philly. We got a hotel room and stuff, and we go to this bar that has like really hot wings. And I'm just like, you know, like I do to always where wherever I go, I'm just like, yeah, give me your hottest wings because most of the time they're not that hot or whatever. So I'm at the bar. I'm like, yeah, give me your hot, give me, give me your hottest wings. And and my wife is just like, oh yeah, you can't make him hot enough for this guy. Like he, oh yeah, you can't make him hot enough for him. He's the hot wing, you know, blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Never challenge the cook. Never. You don't do that. Don't do. That. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm like, you fucking out of your mind. And, uh, and and sure enough, sure enough, the wings fucking come out, and I'm just like, here we go. And I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying, and uh, it's just my my whole body's melting, and my, you know, I'm just like, fuck me. I got to fucking. I'm gonna shit myself in the middle of the show. And, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, thanks a lot, you know, and. So I just wanted to tell my Philly story to Finero and segue that I don't know if you've had the hot box gourmet small batch hot sauce, but it's taking the dynasty community by storm. The Twitterverse has been consumed by the hot box, hot box gourmet small batch hot sauce, which is quite possibly the most deliciously intense condiment on earth. Michael Finero. Oh, I want some. Oh, the hot box will make you forget what food is like without it. Satisfaction and addiction guaranteed. Now, we have gotten some hot box sent to us, me and Justin, and it is yummy. It's delicious. And this is this is some California stuff right here, man. This is some West Coast sauce. And it's like I'm not a initially initially I'm not a big fan of the like the yellow hot sauce, and it's kind of got that yellow kind of you know when you think of hot sauce you think of like the orange or reddish or whatever, but when this came in the mail I was like okay you know what I've I've heard you know um, the fantasy stoner is a big fan and and Scott Simpson these are guys that are in the Twitter community or the Dynasty community that that are that swear by this stuff so I was really pumped about it when I connected with. Bo McBigTime. You can find him on Twitter at uh, at Bo underscore McBigTime. And he's the hot sauce. He's the hot sauce chef. And he is the man. He's the hot sauce boss is what he calls himself. And this stuff is money. And uh, we just want to give him a shout out because, you know, that's our sponsor, man. We, we are sponsored by the what are we sponsored by, Justin? Hot box. Gourmet, gourmet hot sauce. small batch hot sauce, and you can find them 
at well this is the the website is hotboxbatch hotboxbatch.com now here's the kicker this is the best part if you enter the the promo code spicy which you will only hear on this podcast you will get 20% off your entire order damn and he'll send it to you from Woodland, California. That being said, so that was a that was a hot read, Larry. Boom! I mean, <laughs> let, all right, okay, we got the rookie fever guy on here, so I want to understand which 2019 rookie gave you a fever last year. In other words, which guy dicked you over that you thought was going to be the man, and then you're like, "Fuck this guy! I'm sick over this guy. I have a fever. This blows." I'll give you. I'll give you two guys. I'll give you two guys. So uh, the one that 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 really kind of and, and you know i'm gonna name wide receivers so it's unfair for me to say that i got effed by these guys because we don't know yet the jury's still out right the jury's still out but paris campbell heard a lot at the 108 uh in a draft i had in 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 that league you guys Ooh. want me to quit tomorrow um <laughs> you know obviously luck leaving the way he did uh did not help paris campbell being injured um part of the season i don't want to say most but like a good chunk of the season being injured uh those two things hurt a lot and the other name was uh miles boykin i've been on record i've been on record uh i don't know how many times about that i oddly enough have a have a and maybe it's just because it's just confirmation bias is probably what it is but uh i loved miles boykin and i have miles boykin you talked about a throw-in Miles Boykin's my throw in in every yeah. trade. I try to, I try yeah. to get Miles Boykin back in every single trade. Uh, uh, Swags and I have have gone over this uh, uh, several times. His defense is is a strong one, which is that Lamar Jackson only threw for three thousand yards. I think it was like 3,200 yards last season. The pass volume's just not there. Marquise Brown's the number one. Blah blah blah. They drafted a guy, Devin Duvernay. Um, I'm I'm adamant that Miles Boykin uh, makes a name for himself and as a throw-in is going to immediately gain value because I don't think I think Devin Duvernay is a lot like Marquise Brown and I think I think Miles Boykin is big, tall, fast, great red zone target. He had like two or three touchdowns last season and like almost no <laughs> in no catches. I think he had like 12 catches and two touchdowns or something like that. But um, for me, Miles Boykin and Paris Campbell hurt me pretty hard because of the draft capital I invested in them. Miles Boykin was usually a second for me. Paris Campbell was a first for me. Um, so they both hurt me a ton. Uh, I think uh, a lot of fantasy gamers were hurt by Nikhil Harry. I didn't own any of him. Yeah. Um, and again, another guy, I would say all three of these guys, I have similar hope for this season, maybe Nikhil Harry most of all. Yeah, I was all in on Harry last year. He's the one that gave me the fever. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gung ho, and I still have hope for him, but it's hard right now, especially with these reports coming out of camp. Now, I guess the last couple of days have been better, but I mean, the first week, week and a half, it was just, you know, he's a disaster out there. He can't separate. He's not catching balls. He, you know, he's he's not this and he's not that and everything that he's not. So he got he got hurt again a little bit, I think. Right? right he just yeah, recently right. returned. Like you don't want to hear that shit. No, especially from a guy who didn't who missed half the season last year. Another 2019 rookie that I that I think is one that you should be trying to acquire, and his price may be going up a little bit right now is Darwin Thompson. Ooh, I think he's a guy that that's a hot take. Well, I think that <laughs> we don't know how he holds up carrying the load in, in KC, 
We don't know what – I mean, running backs get hurt anyway. I think he's probably the second guy up. You know, I think he's – I think he's probably the direct backup to CEH. And people aren't – he's dropped so much. I mean, last year he was going literally for a late first in some places uh, as you entered into preseason. And, and now, I mean, he's a – he's worth a third, I guess. Remember when you remember when you could have gotten a first for uh, Darwin Thompson last year? Like it was nuts. So you know, if you capitalized on that and sold him, now you can try and buy him back as a throw-in. There's so much hype that everybody forgets who's behind him. There's yeah, what is it, Daryl Williams and then Darwin Thompson, who's got another year? Oh, DeAndre Washington is there, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yep, yep, yep. There's actually more talk about him, to be honest, which yeah. I don't get. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, and, and on the flip side, who do you think is going to be those guys in 2020? We have a ton of receivers this year, deep receiver class. Who's going to bomb? I won't lie to you. When you sent that to me, like I'm rookie fever all day, right? So all <laughs> these guys are going to hit, right? <laughs> but they won't. They won't. I love that we did this in this order because we just talked about the 101 being like a throw-in somewhere now. Like, and he's not. I don't. I don't think Harry's a throw-in no. anywhere. But yeah. But you know, the value's so much lower. So that's going to happen to all these guys you love. Like all. Like there's going to be a guy. So I picked one. And I picked the guy that um, <laughs> Katie Flower took me off of this guy. Ooh, uh, nice. the, yeah, the, the, Debbie the diva of, yeah. of Debbie took me <laughs> off of this guy. I I was following my Paris Campbell kind of speedy wide receiver I fall in love with. And I went, I went with Henry Ruggs. Like Henry oh. Ruggs was my guy this year. Like that was my dude. And then you started hearing – Oh, the NFL is might even pick him like it's the first wide receiver. I'm like, see, I know what I'm talking about. Henry Ruggs is more than just a straight line guy. He can run routes. He can win contested catches. I've seen this guy. He looks good to me. And then when, after talking to the Katie Flower, wow. I just went. I went in the whole. I ran the other direction. She's like, no, dude, run the other way. Like this wow. is not the guy. Stop following your 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 mindset that took you to Paris Campbell. Run away. So I ran away. And I, I ran straight into Brian Edwards, which which I owned in a few Debbie leagues already. So that was confirmation bias. So I and now we're hearing all this camp talk, and I know we're all magnifying camp talk, right? Yes. But Brian Edwards has got to be the number one winner of all camp talk right now. Like they can't stop talking about him. They're talking about him starting over rugs. They're talking about rugs just doing the slot. I like Hunter Renfro in that system year one, to be quite Me honest. So too. I think I think rugs who's drafted in the first round of every rookie draft you know yep. could be that guy this season. I think he's going to be he's going to be giving you the fit. Good choice. Who you got, Justin? So mad at me. You're going to be so mad oh, at I don't me. Even, are you fucking kidding me? I'm <laughs> not cuz I just don't I'm not confident in 2020, but I love him as a as a long-term asset. The fuck out of here. I, I are you kidding me? Really? So who yeah. is it? I'm afraid Mims is going to give us the fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid, man. What? I just I can't. <laughs> you know, I love Mims. I, yeah. I do. I, I'm with you there. But I think that 2020 is going to be that year that you're like, come on, just get on the field. Come on, just make a play. And you get like two or three of those games. And then this guy. the rest of it is Jamison Crowder and 
Rashad Perryman, you're like, oh my gosh. Yes, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Mims is he's had he's he's got the setback with the injuries, and he's he's in the gay system, and I I can totally see that. I mean, it hurts that you had that you said that. <laughs> And you know Chris Herndon's there to, to absorb 190 targets apparently. Dude, dude Herndon is going to be—he's going to eat this year, dude. Get Herndon all over the place if you can. I'm trying to I get just, him in DDCL. I just got him in the uh, FF down under. My second to last pick in the seventeenth round. I got him, dude. Are you cleaning up in the down under ball? Are you cleaning up like I'm cleaning up in the down under? I ball? feel like I am. Yeah, like yeah, me too. I got I got Hunter Renfro in the eighteenth. I'm getting like I'm getting like guys that shouldn't be down there. Yes, I, I love it. it, it yeah. Were you doing the down under bowl draft like two weeks ago when we popped? Dude, I make it's, a pick. I make a pick every two forever. Days. It's taking forever. I have the 101. I make I make my picks every two days. I get a pick every, every two days. It's not it's not it's no lie. Like, like I think half the folks are in Australia. I swear. <laughs> so it's like a whole other thing over there. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Some of the picks have been amazing. I'm just like yes. Uh, uh, I I mean that's a, that's for another day, but. The down under ball has been amazing so far. I mean, my guy. I got Mahomes at 106. Ah, I, I took uh <laughs> super flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I took um I took Barkley with the 101. Right. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yep. I took Barkley because that's that's who my 101 is this year. I don't care. Fuck and then more. and then I got Dak in the third round in a super flex. I took Dak in the down under ball. Like <laughs> he came back to me. I bet you didn't get him. I bet you didn't get him in the third. Mahomes at 106 and the Dak in the third. Yeah, that was that's I dude. I thought I already won after that. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm walking away from this one. I know we're we're totally jinxing ourselves too. Well, I actually rookie fevered up after that though. I went I went Taylor and Swift, which you know that's not the best thing to do in redraft. And then. And then Shark's my alpha. I so. went, no, listen to this. So I went Barkley 101. Then with the 212 301, I went Dak and Hopkins. Nice. And then 412 501, I went Swift and Dobbins. Then with oh, the you, stick- you rookied up too. Oh, yes. Oh, dude, I'm, I have more in the Scott Fishbowl. I have more rookies. I have the most rookies in all of Scott Fishbowl. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, 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 awesome. three when he's 0 and three and. I know, I know. It's like probably a it's probably a horrible year to have terrible that strategy. Yes, <laughs> the worst strategy I probably could have done. But yeah, dude, I just I, these rookies haven't even seen the playbook until October or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it could totally back. It's probably going to backfire. But getting back to the to your to the this what we're talking about with the the twenty twenty bombs, I think uh, Lavisca Chenault is my bomb. I don't know. I mean, the, the guy's never he's a he's a health risk. And he plays for the Jaguars. I think he's going to be that guy. No one's going to be like care about at the end of the season. He's going to be the Miles Boykin of next year. I don't know. Ooh, that bad, huh? My my uh, my co-host Swagzilla Zero G and FL Two Drink Minimum, who is not my co-host, but you can find him on uh, Super Flexible, and uh, he 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 and Swags are are pretty big on Lavisca. At one point, Swags. Oh. At one point, Swags, I think he's come off of it, told me that he would be the highest point score yeah. this season of all rookie wide receivers. That's how high he was. If Minshew gets his way, I have I've I've two more questions for Fenero, then we'll let we'll let him go. What up? If the first one is you were not a part of the SFB Potathon, but not. you did catch our appearance. Is that correct? I did. I did catch that appearance. 
Yes, finally someone saw it. What the hell were you doing up at 2.30 in the morning? I'll prove it. Um, So my favorite part is when, and I got to hear the rest of the story, um, is when I heard that uh, Larry Monkey has a, a tendency to be able to be so loud that he could wake up his wife. (laughs) <laughs> in fact i believe you had ff blitz michael sipes on your show and your wife pulled the plug yes. during the show because you were so freaking loud you know what i don't think we were that loud <laughs> it's it's late and uh, uh yeah sipes is on and we're just bs and yeah larry larry might be a little loud might might be a little loud <laughs> And next thing you know, like it's just like the four of us in there. Larry's gone, and we're texting him. Hey, what's up? Hey, you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, she pulled the cord on the the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it was wow. all over. I have a very yeah. I mean, I don't know. We had the angry sports couple on last week. I know. I listened to that. Oh, nice, dude. So, so yeah. So I, I compared it to sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I have an angry wife. That's, you know, I, th- I, I, mean, I think everyone kind of does at some well, point. Granted, if it's two in the morning and you're waking her up from the basement. But she didn't even do She just comes downstairs and she was, she just came downstairs, yanked it out. Like, as, and didn't even say anything. No finger. Not even, I didn't even get an F you or anything. It just got to pull out the plug and she went back upstairs. Hey man. Hey man. I don't have a wife anymore. So she must've got, I must've got her mid. Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> The nice. was amazing. He was like in the chat too. Like, and I was, I remember at one point, I think I was eating the chips and you, and you were like, you said something like this guy coming up for air. House in these chips, <laughs> the, the, the cane fossil chips. And uh, yeah, dude, the, the trick is now that was on purpose. I did house those chips, but that was strategic because if you eat super hot chip, if you eat super hot anything, if you eat it, if you eat anything super hot slow, you're really just torturing. Yeah, going, yeah. So the trick is to just as fast as you can and then deal with the consequences after the fact. What were you, what the hell were you doing up at 2.30 a.m.? Now that you mentioned like the, your reaction happened towards the end, I know you were only on for half an hour. So was everybody else. It doesn't matter who you were. You were only on for half an hour because they yeah. had so many guests but i don't remember the reaction so maybe i was falling asleep on the couch i don't know but i was interacting like you said i remember that specifically i remember like being very entertained like i was just like what is happening like i don't i don't i i I, i'm I'm pretty sure kevin had no idea what was going on either if you look at his face he's just like (laughs) (laughs) look i warned sal i was on i was on two podcasts this one and then uh trade addicts with sal that week and I told him, I was like, look, shit could be weird. It could, it could be weird. It's not going to be normal. plan was to be weird because, like I said, we're a brand new podcast and we don't give a shit. You know, we're sure. not going to sit there. Yeah. Like, So we want it to be memorable. And we were just like, fuck it, man. We're on 2.30. We don't want anyone falling asleep during our pod, during our, or during our spot. So we're like, we're fucking going to let's wear some wigs and just make fools out of ourselves and fucking blow it up. You know, and boy, are we good at making fools out of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right. So nah, that was a lot of fun, guys. That was awesome. Yeah, they raised a lot of money and that, that was a good time for sure. But uh, I'm, I'm actually 15 minutes from um, the Jets facility, so I yeah. could actually go down there and 
climb the fence and you know streak across the field during one of their practices <laughs> see if you'll respond, you know maybe just I make sure it. just make sure you wear make sure you wear a wig ah, yes. I will wear a wig. can i put a special request in for the corella deville wig ah <laughs> yes. absolutely my man absolutely and on that note, why don't we wrap things up? And I want to thank uh, Mr. Michael Finero. You can find him on Rookie Fever, which is one of my one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I love, and I want to give a shout out to your your co-host who gave you props for the cover art for yes. Rookie Fever. Yes, thank you. Where did that come from? Because I'm a big fan of that. Uh, and I, I and, I, and after we talked about it with swags, I, I actually gave it some more thought. And I, I was like, man, this is, it's literally like, it's like an old school album cover, you know, oh, nice. like, yeah. you know, that, that I feel like you shouldn't change. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I love it too. Um, yeah. I, so, so I'm not a graphic artist, but you know, I know Photoshop pretty well. I know illustrator pretty well. And um, when I was a part of DFF, Dynasty Football Factory. Um, I was kind of in charge of all that, so I actually made I actually made the original Trees HQ logo. Oh no, kidding! That I, that I saw that you had on your koozie during Fun. that during Fun that uh, yeah. And um, they recently rebranded. I love their new logo. Uh, Jeremy reached out to me personally after they rebranded and said, "Hey man, look, it's nothing against your logo. We're just separated from DFF, and we want to kind of do our own thing." And then there was also like a a target, if you remember, is like a, like yes. a bullseye. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's kind of like a polarizing gun reference, I guess. So they wanted oh, to yeah. get rid of that. And so anyway, long story short, um, I've done that one. I've done uh, Dynasty Warzone, which they were using oh, for a while. Nice. They, re- they originally, they got rid of it recently as well. <laughs> Don't love the new one. Um, <laughs> I also did Debbie Watch. DebbieWatch.com. Um, I've did that one. I did um, Super Flexible, which I love. It's the the arm with the football. As oh, a yeah, dude. That's yeah. good. Uh, that might be one of my favorites. Uh, but no, I like the Ricky Fever one. It's got a microphone in the middle, and it's got like the heartbeat that goes yeah. into the microphone that comes out as a waveform. That was, I love right. that part. Yeah. And the title, like Rookie Fever, man. I mean, that's what you get. You know, yeah, everyone dude. gets Rookie Fever. If you play yeah. Dynasty Football, at, there's at one time or another you have rookie fever yeah i love there's it dude. No deni- there's no denying it. every podcast at least once a year will say our title <laughs> there you go man <laughs> so the feverish Fenero. yeah he is the co-host of the rookie fever podcasts uh, at rookie fever and he's also a television producer at aardvark video works and you can find yep, yep. him at Ardvark TV, one word, and there's three A's in Ardvark and two R's. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, really, really happy that you were able to join us today. We were trying to trying to get you on for uh, a few weeks now, and I'm glad that you were able to uh, to join us, bro. Yeah. So, so who canceled uh, to get me this spot? Two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> two drink. Uh, to be, you know, what's funny is two drink. <laughs> Ha- was our first was supposed to be our first ever guest oh wow and really this was like and we're talking like two three months ago so we've yeah. been trying to and every now and again i'll be like hey man what about this week and 
there was a hurricane happening. And nothing <laughs> led to them. And I, I mean, I'm you. We uh, <laughs> we're not that organized, but uh, I mean, hopefully, we appear like we're organized when you listen to us. Down to earth, and you know, it's it's crazy. Like you said, like you can schedule somebody a week out or two weeks out. That's usually what we do about two weeks out. And, um, and they're super available and communicated and, and they want it, you know, they want to know what we're doing and they're into it. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, this is one thing I, I don't think I ever want to give up. You know, I, I obviously fantasy football is, is, is a lot of fun for all of us, but there's something special about, I want to say the podcast community, yeah. you know, how we all supporters, uh, support each other, uh, jump on each other's shows, uh, maybe even back somebody up when there's a golf storm coming their way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I mean, like when I met swags, I, I still remember the first conversation I had with him. And, and I remember telling him that I didn't know if I wanted to do this because I had never done it before. I didn't, I told you guys, I don't like to compete at something. I didn't think I could be good at. Mm. And podcasting wasn't something I wanted to do, to be quite honest. Like, and when I was a part of DFF, it was almost like an emergency situation. And I had a conversation with Swags and I said, dude, I feel like if I'm going to do this, I have to just jump out of the plane. Like, I feel like I'm hanging on this edge where like I'm supposed to do it, but I don't really want to do it. I'm kind of nervous about doing it. He, and he said to me, just jump out of the plane. Nice. And then and that's what I did. It's funny you said that because Rookie Fever started out with two different hosts, right? Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It immediately needed to be replaced by management's request, and uh, and I went in there. We didn't get a single test show. We didn't get it. We didn't get any preparation. We were on in less than seven days, and it was one week before the season or something like that. Like it was crazy. So Swags helped me out. I think he put me on breakdown first with two drink, and then I think after that I maybe even hopped over to super flexible just as a guest to kind of just get used to this whole thing. And then really? we hit rookie fever. That was the only practice I got at it. Nice. And, um, you know, I think I, I think I improve a little bit, you know, incrementally throughout. And I think one of those things that I think I have improved with is, is what we talked about earlier, maybe even before we went live, which is just the show prep. Like it's cool. You can have it, you know, you put it over there, but if you, if you're glued to it and you aren't just having fun, um, you're doing it wrong. Well, you know what? I just want to say two drink. We're coming for you, my man. We're coming for you. You're going to be <laughs> out here one of these days. And to everyone else that's listening, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast.